Hello, 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 and welcome back to EW's Binge Podcast, adapted from our new Quick Drag Twitter Spaces series that airs live every Tuesday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific. I am Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and today I am broadcasting live from a roller coaster at Dollywood, tucked away in the comforts of the Great Smoky Mountains, for a recap of the All-Star 7 Girl Group episode and its Night of a Thousand Dolly Partons runway. And I'm joined today by a total sweetheart. If anyone knows something about channeling Dolly Parton, it is Kylie Sonique Love, who slayed the All-Star 6 Snatch Game as Miss Dolly. She has a lot of good tea in this episode, both about her season and Snatch Game as Dolly Parton, as well as some really honest and candid critiques for the All-Star 7 Queens. Please enjoy the episode. Kylie, I believe you're here. Hello. Well, well, my goodness, sugar. (laughs) Oh, no, that's Dolly. I thought we were going to have Kylie on here. Dolly Parton joined. (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, but I'm happy wherever I am. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I swear I dream in your Dolly Parton voice. Sometimes it is that excellent. It has infiltrated my consciousness that much. It's so crazy because people, (laughs) when they're around me and they hear me uh, do my Dolly impersonation or whatever, they also try to do it as well. (laughs) And they can't do it. Nobody can do it as well as you can. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It's so funny because um, when I was preparing for All-Stars, like a week or so before I went, I was like working on my Dolly Parton like accent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my mom had called me and she said, you sound like Dolly Parton. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, I didn't even say anything to her. But like, she immediately told me that I sounded like Dolly Parton. I was like, mm-hmm. OK, there we go. That's how you knew you had it. That's how I knew I had <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I love that. Now, I know that you are booked and busy, so let's get into this latest episode because it was a really good one. It starts off with the girl group numbers for Titanic by Raja, Shay, Monet, and Trinity, and then Together Forever by Evie, Jinx, The Vivian, and Jada. Who do you think did better out of these two groups? You know, surprisingly, I didn't know if I was going to like the My Heart Will Go On, but like it was it was pretty good. Um, I thought Jada and the team that Jada was on, I thought they did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. What did you think of these looks? Because it was like some very throwback Y2K, like TRL kind of looks. They were good, I thought. <laughs> they were good. So just one word from Miss Kylie. Good. No, I... The thing is, is like, I don't know. I think I would have probably wanted to see a little more of that early 2000s. I don't know. I I just remember like American Idol coming out and everyone had like crop tops and like armbands and bell bottom, like low, low hip, whatever they call them, hip huggers. Yeah, those hip huggers. With their bell bottoms. Mm -hmm. Is that what you would have done for this challenge? Probably would have stuck more to like something like that to give like kind of like a pop star look. It was very that very. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that group that they did all ABBA songs? <gasps> the eighteen. Eighteens. <laughs> oh my god! Always think that about is such them. A throwback. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think of Ross's look as Carson Daly? I was gagged. I was like, okay, I see this. I was surprised they didn't name him Carson Gailey. 
but because <laughs> well now they have yeah but he was really trying to be butch i could tell he was living his straight boy fantasy yes between him doing that and rupaul doing the uh court reporting realness interviews but i i don't know if i can handle both of this all in one season yeah i mean you know they have to cover everything there's a lot that they've done but there's a little bit that they haven't so they gotta you know fill in all those little <laughs> spots yes all drag is valid <laughs> <laughs> now, did you agree with the um, the top two, um, Evie and the Vivian? Yeah, I think so. I think I could have seen Jada up there. Yeah. Um, and Jinx has been killing it every fucking week. Yeah, I think maybe they got it right this week, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people talking about Shay doing really well in this challenge as well. A lot of people are saying that they would have liked to have seen Shay up there, too. How did you feel about her performance? Well, to me, Shay can do no wrong. I mean, she yeah. is always, always, always bringing it. Um, I'm a huge Shay stan. So, yeah. And the hat that um, she wore on the last episode, the black fuzzy bucket hat. Mm-hmm. I actually have that hat and I wear it all the time. <laughs> oh, my god! We were, we were on tour together and like I was wearing it and she's like, you want my hat, don't you? I was like, yeah. She's like, you can have it. So, like, whenever you see me in a black fuzzy bucket hat, that's the hat that Shay gave me. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. So, it's are you saying that you have the exact same one or just one that's similar to it? No, she gave it to me. Oh, my gosh. Iconic. Did you give her anything? I told her thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You have your shade button. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i'll see no shade oh my gosh i'm giddy i i have to tee you up now you're gonna have to use that so many more times throughout this uh, i wish i had mine it's it's great like my boyfriend he's so new to all like the drag race stuff and everything and uh i showed him the the shade button they gave it to me at DragCon. And that was like his first time ever doing anything like that. So it was, so uh, occasionally we'll just have the shade button laying around. And if shade is happening, it would just be like, got to push it. You have like a little Jan in your house, pushing the button every time. Love it. It's so cool. (laughs) Now we also have this Dolly Parton runway, this episode. And I mean, I can't believe it has taken this long to finally happen that we got an entire Dolly runway, even though you already did Dolly so well on Snatch Game. So what were some of your favorite um, Dolly looks on this runway? Okay, so I think I liked everyone's look for the most part. But I just feel like if I would have took somebody else's hair and put it on somebody else or somebody else's titties and put it on someone else, we could have came up with a perfect dolly like everyone was good but there was just something about every single look that something was missing mm. to me who would you have mixed and matched there like who do you think did the best like <sighs> body for dolly and then like the best hair first of all no one's titties were big enough no one right right so i thought vivian could have had bigger hair i thought raja mm. could have had smaller hair and bigger titties i thought <laughs> trinity could have had bigger boobs because Trinity was really close to it. I did not like she was. I did not like Shay's hair. It was too platinum. Jinx was pretty good. I think a lot of the girls were missing the mole, I want to say. Were they? Yeah, I I don't know if I was hmm, now that I'm recalling it, I know Trinity and the Vivian I think definitely had it. I thought the Vivian's was too small. I thought it could have been mm-hmm. bigger because it almost looked like she didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think came closest overall? 
I think the Vivian and Trinity had the closest Mm -hmm. to me. When I feel like it also part of it is when you're walking down the runway, like embodying Dolly as you did on Snatch Game, it requires a really precise and subtle skill, but subtle, I feel like was not the word for most of, of how these Queens approached Dolly on the episode. So did you feel that the sort of campy energy that some of them were using on the runway worked? Or do you think there is a secret to embodying Dolly well and maybe a more subtle way? You know, I think everybody has their own interpretation of, of, you know, it's all about your perception of how you see Dolly. So you could tell when some people just thought of her as like, you know, a hillbilly, you know, just Mm -hmm. like, but whatever. And then some people thought of her as being like, you know, probably very glamorous. And, and then you had a couple that were given like the kind of very cheerfully, like positive vibes that Dolly gives. I don't know. Just kind of like, for me, when I put on that wig and those nails, <laughs> I just, I just turned right into her. It's, it was so crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And not to, to make it all about me, but just for a second, when I was doing Dolly for snatch game, I became Dolly. Like I was Dolly the entire time, even when we were not on set, like when I was back in the dressing room and everything. You were like, method acting Dolly. I was her until I pulled that wig off. I sure was. Do you remember any like memorable moments backstage with like PAs or something? Like, were you like ordering lunch as Dolly? Oh, baby, I was doing everything as Dolly. I came in the room as Dolly. I, I think it got on the girls' nerves so much because I was do I was so good at it. I could tell that they were like, "Okay, bitch, we're done with snatch game. You can stop being Dolly right now." But I was like, "Yes, th- I never did Dolly. Like, never dressed up as Dolly ever in my life. That was my first time doing it, and so I was like really excited." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to live the fantasy. I mean, and it paid off. You did so well in that challenge. And I know that you and Raja are sort of like OG drag race legends. So I'm wondering if you offered her any advice or maybe consultation on her Dolly look before All Star 7. No, not really, because nobody really. I'm trying to think, did they? People knew that I was in drag race yet. I can't remember. I know we were filming the Brady Bunch. After we filmed the Brady Bunch, I know that Shay had to go right into filming all-stars so i didn't know what their looks were and they didn't know that i did dolly parton so nobody knew what each other was doing i had i had already filmed me doing dolly but it had not aired it hadn't aired yet yeah well you also have this great connection with miley i mean you've performed with her on stage many times she's the goddaughter of dolly so what did miley think of your performance as her godmother have you talked to her about it i showed her pictures i believe we haven't we haven't really talked about you know drag race like that's just like we don't really talk about drag race Mm. you know it's it's (laughs) i know it sounds boring but like no we don't we just it's it's just like you know girl talk Mm -hmm. talking about our relationships talking about the crazy shit going on in our lives like it's very that it's not about like who we are on stage until we're on stage together you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah no, just like, you know, old girlfriends talking. Yeah, yeah. We keep we keep it real like that, you know? So have you ever made contact with Dolly through all of this? I have not, but I had a whole <laughs> a whole bunch of people from Dolly's family and her team and Dollywood. They reached out to me and they were like, Oh my god, we love what you did. Anytime you want to come to Dollywood, let us know. So You have a lifelong past to Dollywood. I would love to go. I've I've never been. 
always wanted to go. And <laughs> sorry, I have Tic Tacs in my mouth. That is completely fine. Um, yeah, you still have them from the Tic Tac lunch, apparently. Well, I never got a Tic Tac lunch. <laughs> oh, that's oh, wait a minute. That's right. They didn't do one on All Star Six. They did not do a Tic Tac lunch. Oh, so you're just doing it now. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Actually, I just yes, got to New York. Exclusive mm-hmm. EW exclusive Kylie Sony gloves Tic Tac lunch right now. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Um, now I believe also like you were saying All Star Seven. It was. I, I believe it was filmed prior to when the All-Star 6 finale aired. So yeah. you you hadn't technically won yet when it filmed. I don't even know if it had aired yet. Mm-hmm. But no, it had not aired yet because I remember when we were filming for the Brady Bunch, We I was also doing fittings for my press week looks in New York. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think it had came out yet. Well, because I know that people are already excited and speculating on another season. So I'm just wondering, how do you think you would fare in the context of this format? Because obviously the format of All-Star 6 is very different from that of All-Star 7. So what do you think your strategy would be with all of this blocking business? Like, do you think that would throw you? No, not at all. Because honestly, it, for me, it, like I always say, perception is everything. If, if no one's getting sent home, then you have an opportunity to just go and do your best. So there's no stress about that because what I've learned out of watching Drag Race all of these years is they take score, but at the end of the day, they pick who they feel is being consistent and who will carry on the legacy, I think, you know, mm-hmm. and and they they judge you by your body of work and not just those moments of glory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I don't think there would be as much pressure. And I didn't really feel too much pressure even going into all-star six, because for me, I was like, I didn't know if that would be the last time I got to do drag because, you know, it was during the pandemic mm-hmm. and we just didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, okay, well let me just go and have fun and do this. Cause this is what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And then we went back home for like almost a year before it aired. And it was just like, it was so crazy mm-hmm. to do all of that. So for me, when people are asking me, oh, would you come and do an, an all winners, all stars? And I'm like, yeah, I absolutely would. But I don't know that it's something that needs to happen next year. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's, I would do it if they asked me, obviously, but are we ready for another all-stars or do we want to go back to a regular all-stars and then come back to mm-hmm. all winners? You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like something that maybe needs some time to, you know, to breathe. Cause I think, and also get some more winners too, because I think, you know, there's obviously still some great winners to choose from, from the American franchise, but I would love to see others from, you know, the international franchises too. That would be amazing. Yeah. You know, I was also thinking too, cause like it's starting to be a little saturated Mm-hmm. And people aren't getting the opportunity to really invest in new queens. I know that a lot of the girls from the newer season, you know, the, the pickings are very slim these days because mm-hmm. there's a bazillion of us and everybody wants to be a star and everybody wants to be a queen. And I think, you know, we might need to get to a point where we just use the same girls again, you know, that maybe we haven't seen in a while. I mean, that's, pretty much kind of what happened with me and there was just so much more to show 
So there's there's people that that we've seen on TV that we haven't got to see their full potential that I really feel like it would be nice to kind of revisit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It Is changed any- my life. Yeah. Oh, no, it definitely did. I love seeing all of the new, um, the newer Drag Race fans that have sort of gotten to go back and discover all of the great things you even did on your first season. So is there anybody in mind that you think could also benefit from that from a past season like you did? I would love to see like, I would love to see Nicole Page Brooks come back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd also like to see Phoenix come back. She was actually really fierce in this show. And it was just kind of like, you know, the luck of the draw. And mm-hmm. and I know that Phoenix is a, a really fierce entertainer, so it'd be nice to see her come back. Um, somebody like James Mansfield. Oh, yes. And I feel like they're kind of preparing us for her to come back mm-hmm. at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, she was in that movie, that uh, the Christmas movie. I would love to see girls that maybe kind of fell off. Like, what about a Magnolia? Whatever. <laughs> What was her name? <laughs> Magnolia Crawford with the nose. With the nose. Um, I don't know. It was just Kelly Mantle. I would love to see her. Like a lot of these early outs that we didn't get to see nothing from. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so sad. And like pork chop, like when is she going to get to come back? I mean, that's why I loved The Bitch Who Stole Christmas so much, because a lot of them were in that movie, and they were so good in it. Like, Kelly Mantle's part, I think I laughed the hardest at Kelly Mantle's part coming up on the bus. Yes. Yeah. No, she's great. Well, you know, you as well, you have some exciting projects coming up that I do definitely want to talk to you about. Um, Your first role in a major theatrical movie, Dope Queens, um, which also stars Alexandra Gray and Trace Lizette. It's set in San Francisco's Tenderloin um, Trans District. So tell me a little bit about how you joined this film and a little bit about the character that you play. Well, John Ray's hit me up and he thought that I would be really good for this role in the, in the movie as uh, Monica. And she's a queen. This character is a queen that works in the clubs and she's trans. So, I mean, like I'm all of those things <laughs> and yeah, they reached out to me. They thought I would be uh, perfect for it. I had no, I had no choice. I was like, are you kidding me? Like to, to be in a movie and to actually get to speak as myself, like be, you know, the, the woman that I am today and get to do these things that like I only could imagine before I said yes immediately and went to San Francisco and filmed a couple of days and it was, it was great. And I got to work with some great people and being on set and doing things like that is really something that I want to do more of. So Um, I had a really good experience doing the movie and I just want to keep doing more of it. And I think it's going to be coming out at sometime in September, I believe. Yeah. Later in the year. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. So very excited to see it. And I know you have some big performance scenes in the film. We debuted some first look photos. You look gorgeous in them. I just have to know, um, did Michelle Visage's acting tips from the all-star six for American horror story challenge help at all (laughs) on set? No. (laughs) Listen, I love Michelle. I think a lot of that was very over the top and very dramatic that happened for the acting challenge because 
I mean, we all can push more, but I was just like, what is going on here? Like, I'm literally giving my all, but I feel like they wanted to see me like fuck up on my lines so that they could use it for the thing. So after being told to do it over and over again, whenever you're like giving it your all, it's just kind of like there are those moments where you're like, like second guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. I think they just wanted to see me get absolutely ridiculous. And I was like, all right, here we go. (laughs) And it's so weird because like, I usually at that time in my life, I didn't like hearing my voice be too loud because I just feel like I sound like really country and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, whatever, like, this is your voice, Kylie, use it. And I met with a, I wouldn't say a psychic, but somebody that is like very in touch with like the spiritual world and everything before I went to drag race. And, and my grandma came through to her and and was telling me that I needed to use my voice because she felt like she never got to. And I would just always remember that. And I had like little notes written in my hotel that I would read every night and every morning when I would wake up with like things to like, you know, to remember and I had one on the door. It says, use your voice. Um, because I feel like I was really quiet when I did season two. And I've been really quiet a lot through my career. Because mm-hmm. uh, drag is, whenever you see drag queens perform, usually it's their lip syncing to someone else's story. And that's why I just really want to utilize coming back to All Stars and using my voice. And I feel like the more I've done that, the, the more comfortable I've been with like doing interviews or hosting shows or anything like that. And, um, it's helped me with my music a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for, for that moment and that message. And, um, it's only good advice if you use it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you, it, it was, you had such a like slick confidence about you on all star six. So that's really nice to hear that you had all of those sort of affirmations there to help you. I, I love hearing stuff like that and it all paid off. I mean, you won the season, you booked dope Queens. Like we see you working, you're booked and busy. I am so appreciative that you made the time to do this interview with me today. Is there anything else that you want to add? Um, you know, I, I'm, getting ready to do a book. I know that it takes time and everything, but I just, I've been working so much that I haven't mentally had a chance to like write down everything, but I have some great stories that I want to share with people. Some that are funny, some that are, you know, not so funny, but ultimately it's to expose me and hopefully the things that I've been through can help other people, Mm -hmm. you know, because they've helped me to get to where I'm at. Um, for the most part, good and bad. So it's like um, a memoir you're working on. I think so. Th- there are a couple of ideas that were going around, but yeah, I'm thinking pretty much something like that. Also music. I'm, I'm doing more music. Uh, I just had a song come out with Kat Graham mm-hmm. and this girl group that, that I'm in or was in. I'm not quite sure what's going on with, with that because our schedules are so crazy, but we're called yeah. the girls G U R L S. Mm-hmm. And we're featured on there, um, Domino Presley and Alyssa Brooks, uh, me and Kat Graham. It's called Wolf, and I have, like, the middle verse there. And, um, yeah, so that's out. I did a song with Todrick called 69. Mm-hmm. I was working on a song with Caswell, but <laughs> I didn't like it. So we're going to go back into the studio. And oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I want to do like a, a full album. I want to tour more of my music and just, I, I want you guys to see me on screen more because that honestly, like that really is 
drives me a lot. Yeah. I mean, we would like to see you on screen more. I'm sure that is, you know, looking forward to all that you do. Everybody, please keep up with Kylie on all of her socials for updates on all of these projects. Um, again, I can't thank you enough for being here. Everybody, All Star 7 continues streaming Friday on Paramount Plus, and we will be back here on EW's Twitter Spaces at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific next Tuesday with another special guest, Kylie Sonique Love. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, love. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio, Lauren Klein, Chanel Johnson, and Jillian Cedarholm, and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com.